It is 2022. Goodbye, 2021. You can rot in hell. I, I'm just... What a shit year that was. Other than my little vacation at the end, I hated all of it. It's just... They took Betty White, damn it. Like, Like the day before New Year's Eve. Yeah. Yeah, I was like... There was a part of me that was like, well, 2021 really was a piece of shit, wasn't it? And that was after (laughs) 2020, which I thought, 21 can't be that bad. 2020 was horrible. Well, you know what? Fuck it. It is 2022, and things are only going to get better from here. Before we jump too much further into episode 158, what do we have going on at the Back Patio Network this week? So this past Monday was this very special episode. It Um, was our one-year anniversary. We've been doing Age of Heroes for one solid year. Really? 52? We haven't done full 52 episodes because we had to do some... uh, vacations and things like that so we've got 44 episodes maybe i don't know i can't keep up that's not bad but it's a full year so for a yeah. live show that's pretty damn good yeah mm-hmm. awesome. which is every monday night 9 p.m eastern standard <laughs> not in daylight savings time it's D 5e played in greyhawk we're doing the shackled city it's like i practice this now You've got it written down in front of you and posted it. I do. I'm actually reading it as we go. Uh, Live on Twitch, switched over to YouTube, and I've finally got the music I like, so the podcast will be soon. (laughs) (laughs) Woohoo! I think you've been saying soon since October. Oh, way before October. (laughs) Okay. Maybe January last year? Sooner. <laughs> I love it. That's awesome. And I'm sure there are a lot of folks that are excited about it in podcast form because if they're anything like me, it just it's tough to get on YouTube or to catch it live just because of life. Well, you think about TV before the yeah. internet, you had to go a specific yeah. time, specific day, mm-hmm. go sit down. And like, I hate it. So I get it. Like, I hate having to wait. Especially, well, I mean, even waiting just for the day. Like, I have to wait for The Expanse on Friday. I have to wait for Wheel of Time on Friday. I have to wait for uh, Book of Boba, which is, oh, on Wednesdays. Yeah. (laughs) I hate to wait. I like to binge it, get it done, and move (laughs) on with my life. But you can't because I haven't done it. So I miss watching Full House on Friday nights, though, sitting down with the family, catching like... TGIF. Yeah, TGIF, baby, back in the 90s. God, that was just... It was good family time. You know, good family... Remember uh, waiting to watch Days of Our Lives in the basement of Clement Hall (laughs) at 10 o'clock in the morning, (laughs) skipping class sometimes because I was hooked. You got your stories in. (laughs) For about three months, I was hooked on that show. I could not get enough of it. Wow. That's awesome. So does do the storyline start repeating after three months? Is that what happens? I don't know. I think uh, I have the I have a really terrible attention span. Span. I I get bored of things very easily. I probably just got sick of it. You know. I yeah. Just my natural uh, progression in life. Hey, that makes a year's worth of live streaming even better, right? It does, and we keep changing things and updating. And yeah. Jamie is doing an amazing job running the show, like yeah. visually. And we've got uh, Sirenscape going on it now. Like, yeah, Ooh. little tweaks here and there. We've got a uh, overlay, uh, the the five the D and D Beyond overlay for the Twitch stream. Oh, so you, you got can, that like, running now. Yeah, awesome. so you can click on the characters and see if they're cheating or not. 
It does not work on YouTube, does it? <laughs> does not. You have to be live on Twitch, 9 p.m. Eastern it's Standard Daylight Savings Time. <laughs> you catch it on time. It's a bonus. I try to catch it, but I have these two distractions for some reason. Like It just always <laughs> coincides with when the show is going. What are the, what, what are the name of those two distractions? <laughs> what, what are their names? How old are they? <laughs> How much sugar have they had? Do you do like Dr. Seuss and it's just distraction number one and distraction number yeah, two? Yeah, thing one and thing two. Okay. So how was everybody's Christmas and New Year? It feels good to sit down and catch up. Like, did you do anything big and fun? Uh, we went to visit family and just yeah. like generally enjoyed having the time off and being together. Could have used a few more weeks, honestly. Oh, my God. Yeah. Oh, what about you, Casey? 2020 did nothing. Uh, 2021 yeah. almost did nothing, but I did end up for Christmas spending time with my family and my wife's family. So that was nice. Um, New Year's did nothing. Um, literally just, I didn't yeah. even watch the ball drop. I didn't even stay up till midnight. <laughs> yeah. I was in bed at about 8.30 on uh, New Year's well, Eve. <laughs> that's because that's because you had a very, a much higher level of awesomeness for your christmas break yes. we 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 did have some fun uh, i was a little jet lagged on new year's <laughs> eve i will say that i was on a schedule so for me when i went to bed at 8 30 that's actually 2 30 in the morning on the schedule i was on oh yeah but the trip to basel was amazing if you get to make a trip to europe do it not during a pandemic i think i Preferably. had uh six covid tests within a two-week period oh nice. had jammed all the way up to my brain um that was so dumb. Jilly and I, neither one got COVID the whole time we were there. <laughs> Jilly even got really, really sick, and they did a blood test to check her out. Oh, my wife got to go to an ER in Switzerland, which was really cool. We were manhandled by a bunch of Swiss-German-speaking nurses. It was great. They uh, told and me how to much get did the it hell cost? out. 600 Swiss francs to go to the ER. Krankenpflege is the word for nurse in German. Very nice. There you go. Uh, luckily, luckily, everybody in Basel spoke English. So what about you, Matt? What did you do for Christmas? Uh, 2020 was the best Christmas I've ever had. I stayed home by myself and watched TV. It was amazing. Um, this year I went and saw my mom. Last year it was just too risky. Uh, but this year yeah. everybody's vaccinated, double vaccinated, triple vaccinated. Right. So went and hung out with mom, drove around for a while. And New Year's I wrote a 10-page presentation that I had to finish up. And I was nice. like you guys, I was in bed before midnight. Yeah, <laughs> Alicia, did you see Midnight? Oh gosh, I don't remember. Like, then no, I, you my, didn't. I'm Probably sorry. Like down. the days all kind of. I well, I think I did. I was I was trying to get the little guy to sleep at the time, like because he was really he pushed midnight. He didn't make it, but he pushed to midnight. Um, our oldest sat up reading a book past midnight. So. Oh man, so something really cool happened at the end of last episode. You guys finally got a chance to sleep, you made a buttload of XP, and you hit a new level. I just need you to remind me what level it was, because I don't remember. Oh really? 17? 17. So how is level 17 for <laughs> That's everybody? That's great. That's fantastic. Great. Hang on a second. Yeah, we're, uh, we're gonna have to pause this recording because yeah, yeah. I uh, <laughs> two level shy. <laughs> need to go level up again. Wait a minute. What do you mean you're two level shy? 
I'm going to guess that it's actually level 15. Is that what, if I'm doing the math correctly here? <laughs> yep, that would be and correct. A little sneaky mat over there in the corner. Well, now i got to do adjustments again. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so uh, let's talk about your favorite things from your new level. Uh, you know what, Alicia? You're the newest member of the group. Why don't you go first? Tell us what what level had or what Haldasa leveled up in, and then your favorite thing about this level. Well, I have taken her pretty much straight up the um, levels in Blood Rager without any dips or anything like that. So um, she is Blood Rager level fifteen now. At fifteen, you get you know your level feet, but you also get a I believe it's a bloodline feet um, for the class. So I just picked a couple that I thought would work well together. So the one I took for the level was called Disruptive. That sounds horrible for me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the DC to cast spells defensively around me increases by plus four for all enemies within my threatened area. And then the one that I got to kind of go with that is called Spellbreaker. Basically, any enemies in my threatened area that fail their checks to cast spells defensively uh, pr provoke attacks of opportunity from Hadassah. So. You can't see me because this is a podcast. <laughs> and it's all audio. But I'm realizing Alicia knows that she's going up against a spellcaster very soon, and it feels like Hadassah is now well prepared for that. Well, I just I was looking at our you know little party, and we have you know we do have some magical abilities, but we've got essentially two heavy hitters on the front line and an awesome like supporting cleric that can do all the buffs and the heals and like it's a it's a good solid group but there is we are struggling in the skills department which i can't help with like there is nothing about this character that i could modify that would make her <laughs> anything not like even adequate in skills forget skill monkey yeah. that's not an option right um but i figured that we don't really have a an arcane caster to throw at another arcane caster so so just take the arcane out of the caster and then you have a punching dummy that's the idea yeah it could also be reflective of hadassah spending like ten thousand years in yeah. the rune forge around a bunch of spell casters and learning to deal with them yeah because i mean that's so what that's the rune forge cool. was um Thassalon took all of its biggest baddest magic users and stuck them into an interdimensional laboratory Mm -hmm. And so, like, everybody in there was, you know, wizards and sorcerers yeah. and arcanists. And What about Safi? I can't wait. Uh, did Safi take a level in fighter? No. Ugh. I took yet <laughs> another level in evangelist, which I believe is his eighth level in evangelist, which is the uh, prestige class for the cleric. Okay. Uh, which, because of that... I've forgotten. I do not have access to the next level of spells. That's not till level 16. So I'm still stuck with the lowly level 7 spells. Um, and doing that, I just get a couple of new spells. There's nothing really specific about the Evangelist at level 8, I think is what it is. Um, <laughs> I did get a really cool feat that I somehow have missed my entire life. And uh, 
It's called Drunkard's Recovery. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> and if you are a dying if you are dying and a creature gives you at least and I quote a sip of alcohol as a standard action for an adjacent creature, you immediately stabilize. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, no, he's dying. <laughs> Throw alcohol on him. <laughs> I mean, I could have taken, like, greater spell penetration or combat, you know, uh, initiative. But I'm like, holy crap, that is just <laughs> the cherry on top of this character. I got uh, nothing else really level-related, but I, I did buy one piece of equipment. I don't know if we're going to talk about that now. but Let, Let's talk about that later. But, All yeah, right. hold, hold that one in your back pocket. All right. So this is the first time I've had a, had a character, I think, in... Uh, Pathfinder this level and yeah. I have 173 hit points as a cleric as a cleric yeah yeah redonkulous but not much more a couple new spells uh, and that cool ass feat very fun uh, I'm gonna backtrack just a little bit here Alicia yes how many hit points now does Hadassah have just over 200 Sounds about yeah. right. All right, moving on. <laughs> Volantre Casey how's he feeling? Summoners are actually kind of boring to level up um, so from a feat progression perspective, every five levels you take the same feat, and that's extra evolution. It just gives you more evolution points that you can spend on your Eidolon. Do you have options and of other? It's just the best one because evolving the Eidolon is what gives you a lot yeah. of the utility that you can have. Um, and so I used that extra evolution point, so I had two open. I could have taken more AC. I chose not to. But instead, I grew a horn on the, my head that I can now gore enemies with along with my other attacks. So it's claw, claw, bite, poke. Uh, I'm just picturing that pounce as a rhino. Yeah, pretty much. You know, 10 feet. I, all of your attacks it, start with a gore. It does say any number of horns. So it could be two, it could be three, but God. I'm saying it's one like a unicorn. I was going to okay. say, is this like... Rhino or Triceratops or Unicorn? Like, what are we envisioning here? I'm thinking Unicorn okay. for now. I'm thinking yeah. the evil god on Conan the Destroyer. Oh. Remember that thing that had, like, the, the vertical mouth and the giant horn in the front and it would stomp on you and it was, like, webbed-handed? Have y'all not Perfect. seen this movie? Conan? I've no. seen it. It was so a long time ago. Long. And then um, the only other thing, really, that's worth mentioning is I now also, like Safi, can have Teleport Greater. So we can bounce around Galarian. Uh -oh. All right, I had to look it up. Dagoth? I think so. I can't remember the name of it. I just remember the, what yeah, it looked like. I have some comments that are not appropriate for present company to make <laughs> about this uh, this creature. So yeah. we're just going to leave it at that. I don't think they thought that one through. So level 15, really cool. Sonar points, hit points, fun feet. Sounds like it was generally not the most... Th uh, I would say level 5 is the most exciting level. Level 15 is more of the same, yeah? Yeah. Okay, so you also came back from the Rune Forge with a sack full of goodies. And we have talked about it, and we've looked at it, and I know bookkeeping is just super fun for a lot of folks. Personally, I hate it. If one of you enjoys it, Go for it. Keep everything down to the copper piece. Uh, I think after our last recording, we talked for a little bit, and we're going to hand wave some of the selling of the items, just because it's easier to do, right? Like, 
we kind of ballparked it really close. Yeah. So you guys walked out of there once you sell everything with 900,000 gold piece worth of items. That's after the 50% cut. That's after selling everything and all the things you have to deal with. That's like 10 times the gold limit of Magnamar. Let's 10 times. So you guys had to use your greater teleport, maybe pop around to some of the other big cities to sell your big ticket items to get the best price. So you had to spend some time getting all the gold and collecting it because Magnamar couldn't support it. Even if there was a caravan of merchants that came in from Osirian, you would still not have enough gold. So you had to bounce around. You found, but you spent some time, you got everything sold, you walked away with 900,000 gold pieces worth of items. Let's talk about how you split that up. Were there any plans for that? We are donating some to uh, Droth and Poe, right? The families? Yes. Yes, of course we are. I don't remember if it was all fair or on air, but I remember that we had discussed sending them like a, I don't know, either 150, 250,000 gold and splitting what? it between <laughs> Poe's family farm and... Okay, well, that uh, would explain the, the missing gold because I was like, that is split three ways. I was like, that is more gold than... I had written down to spend. So that's, that must be where yeah. the extra gold was supposed to go. I think it was 75,000 gold to, um, oh, what is his name? What's Benjen's, not Benjen, that uh, Droth's Circus um, mm-hmm. that we had met, well, that I had met previously. And then. Are you sitting here telling me you gave a circus 175,000 gold? <laughs> no, only 75,000. Only 75,000. Oh, oh, only. And then we mailed to Poe's parents on the Puddleheimer Vegas. Farms. Sorry. <laughs> Another 75,000 gold. <laughs> and suddenly, Safi uses weapons. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that sounds about right. So you had 750,000 gold to split amongst the three of you. Okay. That's 250,000 gold pieces each. Right. And that is more than double. That's 2.5 times the gold piece limit of Magnamar. So I had to look it up the rules and kind of the way they're written is each city, according to their population, has a gold piece limit that you can spend there. So any single item cannot cost more than that limit. A metropolis like Magnamar, the gold piece limit is 100,000 gold. So if you bought any items that are more than that, you would have had to find a wizard or somebody who can craft magic items and then hire them to build the item, which would be the full cost of the item out of the book, right? But you can't just walk in the shop and buy a 189,000 gold piece item. Just keep just that in mind as we talk about out of the it. air, are you? Yeah, just throwing <laughs> just, one out there. Yes. Uh, Yours is 184 because I just looked it up. Uh, It is. (laughs) So let's talk about what item you spent. It sounds like each of you bought a big ticket item, but tell me how you spent your gold. And I'm going to start from the end last time. So, Casey, tell us what Volantre did with 250,000 gold pieces. Only thing to note about the gold until we get onto because you know you said that this took a few weeks right or you, this took some time. This took at least Dollars. a week to gather all that together. Yeah. So there's a journey that Volantre went on that we can get into, but the only thing to worth of note is I did commission somebody to build me a belt of physical perfection plus six. Just so happens <laughs> that was a, that was a busy that was a busy dude that week because he made two of them. <laughs> 
<laughs> it's easier to make two at the same time than it is to make them, you know. Yeah, yeah. Well, actually, no, because you got to spend eight hours worth of spells all in one item. So this is not a concurrent thing. No, he has a twin brother, you know. Oh, okay. <laughs> We're going to name this shop. What is the name of the magic shop with the twin brothers that construct magic items? Two blacksmiths from Norse mythology. They're like twin brothers. They built the equipment for Thor, and they built all that other stuff. Balder and Hoder. Balder and Holder. I say it's some permutation of that in more Galarian terms and Rocks and Rune Lords terms. How about Hoder's Emporium of Awesomeness? <laughs> Done. And that way it's twin brothers. They work on it simultaneously. That's how we got two in that amount of time. Yes, and they work out of a garage. How much did that item cost? 144,000 gold pieces. That means roughly 72,000 gold directly into each brother's pocket. You, they're retired. They're done. <laughs> you could find Hooter's Emporium of Awesomeness, but now it's been sold to somebody for one copper piece. They're out. <laughs> They've moved Please. to the mountains somewhere else, and they're finished. Living out the life, sipping cappuccino on the deck of a place on a river. Anyway. So, uh, Matt, I'm assuming that was one of Safi's purchases then. <laughs> yes. What did you say, 144? Yep. What did you do with the other 106,000 gold? I only spent 30,000 of the remaining. So 70K left. What did you do with that? It, I, I don't have it anymore. Where did it go? The circus. <laughs> no, 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 no. It didn't go to the circus. Um, so <laughs> Volantre took a little trip back to um, his hometown of... Baselweef, and he decided to get his um, original house, the house that was crushed by giants, uh, rebuilt. So he went ahead and commissioned some of the contractors there to rebuild, and he set up a small little trust for a private security force to protect against giants. That was probably, I don't know, it was a poor house, so it wasn't a major house or anything like that, and commissioning some guards for a good period of time, probably about 5,000, maybe 10,000 gold, to do that. How many guards did you get? What? Enough to take out some stone giants. One silver piece a week per soldier, just okay, to give so you an idea. A hundred gold then, all right? How about yeah, that? Right. And But see, Volantre does not have a good grasp on money. Um, so he probably did put 5,000 gold away for those guards. <laughs> so they're, they're also going to retire yep. after they're done with their duty. And then... Volantre told everyone that he was going to go back to his hometown, and then he was also going to go back to Turtleback Ferry. Um, so he went back to Turtleback Ferry. Oh, sorry. And in that town, Baselweef is a mining town. Mm -hmm. In that town, he the 30,000 gold that he spent was, um, he spent, there's something very interesting about Baselweef. Seferin, who is a cloud giant, every three years comes down and challenges people to a cooking contest. And the reward that he gives is a jewel the size of a chicken egg. So not only is it a mining town, there's also uh, diamond tares, gem cutters, and lapidaries there. So he paid 30,000 gold to a diamond tear for diamond dust for the future. So he has 30,000 gold oh, worth good. of diamond dust. I have to rename that town Jared. <laughs> <laughs> Volantre went to Turtleback Ferry. And he went to the bar that he helped... Um, he went to Vanek's bar um, to see how things were going, and turns out that nobody had been paid, and so they were the um, the workers were a bit hostile. They were not very happy, 
so Volandre went ahead and paid them their wages, 100 gold each for the three days that were out, because Volandre does not understand money. The workers disappeared, and so Volandre went ahead and set up a, um, a trust at that town to improve that bar, but because the workers didn't come back, he began working at that bar. And that is where Volantre is right now. <laughs> oh, that sounds like a podcast in and of itself. To <laughs> We'll call it Volantre's Adventures. Oh, goodness. Okay. That was awesome. Uh, let's see. Alicia. Yes. What did Hadassah spend her 250K on? I thought about going and getting just lots of neat magic items, but you can use really creatively. But the fact of the matter is... <laughs> This isn't really the character for that sort of thing. I kind of figured um, she would take the same approach to shopping that I take, which is I find one really cool thing that I really, really like, and then I get it and I go home. <laughs> so, so she commissioned um, Goggles of True Sight. Nice. Yeah, it's about 184000 and uh, so that definitely had to be built. Looking at where she was coming out of and looking just at the adventures she's had with this group so far, um, one of the main issues she's had has been being able to see things when um, magic is getting in the way. I mean, half the group is constantly invisible. Um, so, like, she has to burn see invisibility spells just to see the rest of the group if she wants to. She is expecting more of the same headed for Shin Shalast. So her theory is if she can see it, she can probably kill it. And that makes her sleep better at night. <laughs> so uh, I have a feeling that's going to prove true before yeah. this adventure is over. So <laughs> very nice. Yeah. All right, Matt, what did Safi go for? Well, the belt really wore him out, but he just went shot. He went clothes shopping. Um, he got the okay. belt, and he got something called Otherworldly Kimono. It's actually a really, really nice item. It's just this once-a-day ability that I really like, and you're going to hate the hell out of it. <laughs> um, first off, it gives a plus four resistance bonus to, on all saving throws, so I got rid of my cloak, sold it, because that's exactly the same thing I had. But it also gives me plus four bonus on all caster level checks. That's pretty hoss. It's like dispel magics and things like that to overcome. Yeah. So yeah that's that's going to be huge. Caster level checks are normally just a d20 plus your level. So yeah, that's plus four. Stuck, right? Yeah. That's about the only way to add to that. That's amazing. And I didn't even notice that at first. But <laughs> what got me was what's a, what's a day uh, he can open up the kimono and draw a creature in within 60 feet. And it's effectively like the maze spell. <laughs> he just swallows them into his kimono. No saving throw. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Effectively shunting the victim into an extra-dimensional space similar to a maze spell. Inside this otherworldly prison, the maze appears to be apparently endless cherry orchards filled with walls of windblown cherry blossoms and cranes flying overhead. Uh, each round on its turn, the victim can make a... DC 20 intelligence check to escape the kimono as a full round action. If the victim does it, he's stuck for 10 minutes. There is no saving throw. But he can't, the victim <laughs> can't die, right? Nope. 
All it does is just put you like in this weird maze where you're. So this one, it's like I, I think uh, Tom Cruise was in that movie where he gets stuck in. Uh, he's in Japan. Uh, this Last Samurai, I think, is what it is. Yeah. yeah. And you just see all these blossoms mm-hmm. flowing around. All I just imagine you're just yeah. stuck in the mountains in this nice, beautiful area for like ten minutes, and you forget all about whatever you were doing. So once a day, he just swallows somebody up in his big old kimono. So it's just like a timeout kimono. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's no damage whatsoever. Jesus, it eliminates the combat. My littlest one. Yeah, right. Gracious. Ten minutes. Go, go like, smell into flowers. the timeout kimono. I don't know. There's something about the fact that Safi has to give me a hug. Open the kimono like a flasher. That makes me think like dirty old man. <laughs> I used to make more sense for Vanek, but I also got a ring of uh, counterspells, which is oh my god, strangely uh, cheap. So how does that ring work? I have cast a spell into it, and if you cast that spell at me, it's automatically countered. It's okay. just a single one spell. I'm not going to tell you what it nice. is, but I got it written down. As long as you get Do it you written down. Uh, put it in an envelope. I'll take a picture <laughs> of it. Hand it to me. Yeah. <laughs> Do you have to recast that spell every day? No, it stays the same until you cast something else into it. And it can be up to okay. up to a six-level spell. And it's basically a refill once a day sort of thing? I'm sorry. Once it's used, it, it does leave the ring and I have to cast it into it again. But it stays there until yep. used. But so. no, you don't have to waste a spell every day if you've already Correct. done it. Well... Each of you got some really awesome items. Did Hadassah do anything fun with the remaining 70,000 gold? Or um, is she just carrying around a crap ton of platinum now? No, she actually actually used most of it and um, sold some stuff off and used most of that too. Um, but mostly it was just upgrades on stuff that I already had. Um, a belt of strength plus four became a belt of physical might. Um, upgraded my ring of protection. Uh, that sort of thing. One fun item I did get is um, called an insistent door knocker. And it's like a little gargoyle face, you know, like the little door knockers in the labyrinth. What? Um, Can't hear you. Yeah, I love those. So <laughs> anyway, um, once per day when the flat back of the gargoyle face is placed against a wall, floor, or ceiling, it fuses into place, creating a usable door and penetrating the space beyond up to one foot as if using pass wall. Mumble, mumble, mumble. So I thought that would work really well with her gloves yeah. of reconnaissance and goggles yeah. of true sight. So make That's entrances kinda... and exits as needed. Playing off of each other. That's really pretty cool. Yeah. I like cool. that. So I, I decided, and I probably should have known this already, uh, but creating an item requires eight hours of work per 1,000 gold pieces <laughs> in the item's base price. Uh-oh. So if they're a magic shop where they create items on a regular basis, they probably have 30 employees, 30 yeah. hours a day. Yeah. That or, garage I mean, is full. very busy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're going to say it took uh, about three weeks just because I want you guys to have the items that you most desire. None of it seems super game breaking except for the goggles of True Sight, and that's my own fault. I shouldn't have allowed them. So, but I will continue to complain about them for the rest of this podcast. Well, you know, we did discuss about her not just constantly wearing them like I wear right. my glasses. You know, she doesn't need them to see. And so she will she will have them kind of pushed up on her head, except for when 
it seems prudent to pull them into place. So you could cool. you could be like a reverse Riddick. You know how he like reaches over the back of his head to pull his goggles yeah. off. You can put them on <laughs> <Yeah>. instead. <laughs> And then go in there with your uh, with your super badass <laughs> yeah. weapons. So we know Volantre is in Turtleback Ferry. Safi, Hadassah, did y'all remain in Magnamar? You've got three weeks to kill. After you've sold all the items, you've hired the person to build your items, they told you it would be two and a half to three weeks until it's done. You just have free time on your hands with potentially tens of thousands of gold pieces at your disposal. What do you do with that free time? And we'll start with Matt this time, with Safi. Um, well, I did take kind of a, a page out of Volantre's book. I, I bought several thousand gold worth of diamond dust. That's probably smart. I've only got like a couple of hundred gold pieces left after spending everything. And, and uh, I mean, that, that belt was not cheap. And the kimono was about 67,000. So... That pretty much wiped me out. Safi will, I mean, if nothing else is really going to go on, he will spread the word of Caden Kalian in the best churches around Magnamar, which are bars. Yep. And with several, even with several hundred gold pieces, you could still have a rocking good oh, time. Yeah, for sure. Most of the time. And, and I, you can make your own beer. I could always use up some of that diamond dust, too. <laughs> I mean... <laughs> <laughs> All right, I have 7,000, not 8,000 gold pieces worth. Fine. Oh, darn. <laughs> so Safi spends his, times pra- spends his time praising Caden Kalian in the best way possible, partying like there's no stop. So once we pick it up, you will be waking up in the morning in your favorite bar. Think about it. Let me know what you, the name of this bar is. What place did Safi find in Magnamar that he really latched on to? The lunch tray. You're in Turtleback Ferry. Is there anything else you want to add in for that three-week period? Yeah, so I've actually completely transformed Turtleback Ferry into a hotspot tourist destination. Because the bar does not cost money to drink at. Instead, it pays you to drink there. (laughs) Fanuc is rolling over in his head. (laughs) So Volantre decided to set up a trust fund where it buys the alcohol, it pays people to come in there and drink the alcohol, and then these people go and spend their money elsewhere in Turtleback Ferry. Is that kind of the idea? That's exactly right. And it's not excessive in that case. He actually consulted with Turtleback Ferry's town um, to make it reasonable. So it's like a copper or a silver for regular drinks. I'm just trying to picture how that would work. Like, how do you keep people from flooding the town? Or do do people flood the town and now Turtleback Ferry has like 5,000 people in it instead of I mean, 50? There, remember there was that huge barge that was the gambling barge that was ran by yeah. um, Zanisha? Not Z- Lucretia. Lucretia. Um, so, I mean, I imagine that temporary hot spots have appeared on the banks of Turtleback Ferry boats and tourist traps and all that other stuff and plenty of businesses are just raging and it's a limited time offer okay so they have you put a limit on it for like a month or how long does it last um only on friday nights <laughs> yeah how about that it is weekly one night a week at random so you don't know in advance you just have to be drinking at the bar okay. for it to occur that way it's less likely that it's just constantly swarming 
and it goes on for three months. So that is one day a week. So like that's it. 12 nights. It, it's kind of like ladies' night at your local pub, but it's for everybody. <laughs> yep. And a they thousand gold per night is being given out. Okay. Very cool. So this little touristy hot spot on the beautiful lake that I can't remember the name of, but Turtleback Ferry is starting to make a name for itself in the world of Galarian. I kind of dig it. There's also an ulterior motive there. Are you going to tell us what it is? He's trying to lure out Vanek in some form or fashion. <laughs> I, I'll tell you, I know, I know what Vanek is doing right now, and he doesn't give a crap. Nope. <laughs> He's fine with it. Like he, It's not on his radar. He, but I he, like that idea. He didn't even pay any money for the bar. You paid the whole yeah. fee. <laughs> <laughs> I know. <laughs> Vanek's name is on the document, and that's about it. Oh, I love it. He didn't pay the staff either. Maybe in like two or three years' time he'll show up, but I like it. I like it. I dig it. Um, All right. What about Hadassah? Locked away in the Runeforge for 10,000 years. The world that you reappear in looks nothing like what you left what does she do? Well, her first kind of foray out into the streets. Honestly, I really considered what that would look like for her because she just hasn't been around that many people for the last however many thousands of years. And now she's in Magnamar. So, um, you know, it's just like her first look at Ugh. just the morning crowds, like before things even get busy, it's just. I can actually relate with that. Uh, for part of our trip, we went to Paris, went to the Louvre, and just walking around Paris and some of the shopping districts a few days before Christmas. Yeah. It was insane and stressful. And for two people who don't like other people that much, it blew our minds, and we spent most of our time in the hotel room. So uh, <laughs> does Hadassah retreat to her hotel room at times or at times what does she do yeah she does a little bit but she's also been just starved for company so um at first a little bit she'll go out for a few minutes here and there and then as she starts adjusting and getting used to being around people again and realizing that not everybody is trying to kill her um like that, in fact, there are, some of these people are actually friendly, um, you know, maybe not in a big city, maybe not just like openly friendly all the time or anything. But, you know, it's just like there's much more of a mix than just the murderous occupants of the room forge had. So, um, but yeah, she goes out for longer and longer forays and just explores the city. Um, she pretty quickly discovers the theater district and she starts going looking for um, plays and performances and you know circuses and just kind of like all of these things that she used to really really enjoy before she kind of got locked away also you learn a lot by seeing what kind of stories people watch and enjoy She's learning about the people, too. I would even say you probably happen upon a few ancient Thessalonian stories similar to us recreating Greek plays. Yeah. Where maybe the words aren't the same, but maybe even the story changes a little bit, but it's similar enough that you can almost <laughs> recognize it. Yeah. Some of those she cringes and others she would laugh because she's certain it's supposed to be a comedy. So everybody else is like boohooing and she's just like, ha, that's great. <laughs> you know, because it's satire for her. 
You know. And then there's one where Safi goes with you, gave you a lot of wine to drink, and you start yelling at the actors saying, that's not how it happened. Asshole slut. Asshole slut. She does spend time hanging out with Safi a lot, too, because... You know, he's the one person in the city that she actually knows. Volantre's kind of gone off on his own thing, so. I didn't exclude anyone from going with me. I just just had plans to go take care understood, of Understood, understood. Yeah, she just explores. Uh, she does take some time to uh, track down a vendor, and um, she picks up plenty of supplies of alchemist kindness. If, if we're going into the next big thing and Safi insists that every healing spell must come with alcohol, then she's going to need that because she's probably going to be using a lot of healing spells. So, <laughs> and I'd like to not have to keep the uh, stats for what Hadassah is like drunk on hand all the time. So you did a lot of Kate and Kaylee and worship as well. A little bit. Yeah. Yeah. I'm okay with that. Yeah. All right, Matt, what was the name of Safi's favorite bar in Magnamar? Well, he was, it was actually the street is what his favorite was. It's called the Street of Taverns in the Capital District. And it's literally a long row of nothing but taverns. So he was just bar hopping from Tavern. So Bourbon Street. Basically, yeah. Gay Street. Mostly outside, you know, yeah. like singing and dancing between the, the taverns, trying to get the people to join him. Just having a good time and spreading the word of the old Mr. Kalian. You probably make more than a few friends by doing that as well. Especially when I'm doling out the free beers. Right? But I tip well. Oh, yeah, I bet you do. I mean, it doesn't take much. At one point, um, Hadassah will come running up to Safi. She's going to be like, I've been looking everywhere, but I finally found them. And she holds up a bag of crickets. Uh, hey, H-Books. <laughs> I don't know why. Like, Paul always, you, you don't no, want any? Gosh, no, 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 no. Oh. Thank you, though, no. Yeah. She cracks it open and, you know, grabs a handful and tries them. She's like, ugh. See? Uh, no, no. No. Yeah, she just, she just throws them away. She's like, mm. no. That's not the same don't thing. Bugs. I don't. Yeah, I don't know what Poe was selling, but that was that was not the Did same. Did you buy those or find those in the trash? I bought okay, them. Okay. There's a vendor I, just on the street. To know. He put chocolates on his. He did. Maybe that. Maybe that's what I need. Chocolate. I need to go it, find chocolate. Doesn't I'll be back. Okay. And okay. she's off. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. So. End of four weeks, so a month has passed. The stench of the Rune Forge is finally beginning to leave your nostrils, and it's time to move on. What are you guys going to do as a group? Like, what are your goals? What do you want to do next? What are you looking for? I'm sure while you're spending your time praising Kate and Kaylee and are setting up Turtleback Ferry, you still have this other plan of action that you're having to think about and deal with. It's the end of four months. You finally got all of your items together and you're ready to move on. Do you go to Turtleback Ferry or do you call Volantre back to you in Magnamar? Where are you talking Set up the scene for the morning. Don't actually do any talking. Just set the scene for me. So I guess first, 
did Volantre let us know where he was going, like what his plan was? I'll be here for a while. Whenever we're ready to go, let me know, blah, 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 that kind of stuff. Volantre only told you that he was going to be going to Baselweef and Turtleback Ferry, and then he'll be back in Magnamar. However, Turtleback Ferry became a detour, so he has spent more time there than anticipated. So he hasn't returned to Magnamar because he's still working in Turtleback Ferry. <laughs> okay. Um, in that case, whenever like everything gets said and done, the magic items get done, I just cast Sending, which is a fourth level communication. And I can just say, hey, Venatre, what you doing? I perk up. Uh, uh, I'm serving a drink. Uh, give me just three se- Give me just three I seconds. Don't. And that's it. That's all Sending does. One way, one one way there, one way back. Oh. <laughs> but I can cast oh, okay. it like seven times a day. So. Well, I set the, I set the beer down and start talking, and it's just silence coming back. <laughs> okay, this works by you saying what you're doing all at the same time, and then you, because oh, it's only twenty five words. <laughs> I'm working at a bar at Turtleback Ferry. You're welcome to come and help if you'd like. The next message is just... <laughs> That's it. Uh, after the laughing, uh, are we? do you need me ready to come to back to Magnamar? You ready to go? Let's go. Okay. I think I can do that. Um, and then I hustle around to f- try to find someone to take my place. So I'm negotiating to job interviews to a new manager of the bar and all that other stuff, and I finally find one, and I cast teleportation to get back to Magnamar. I do greater, so I don't have to worry about any of that no stuff. No brown dragons. No. no brown dragons. None, none of that stuff. <laughs> Just greater teleportation back to my, that dilapidated inn that's in Magnamar. Where is Volantre and Hadassah when Volantre hits that dilapidated inn area? Like, when his feet when his feet touch the ground in Magnamar, where are you guys? Um, Hadassah is probably in the main room, and he lands, and she spins around, and she's got these <laughs> huge goggles on her face that make her look like a giant bug. And she's just like, "What? were you there the whole time? And she pushes the goggles mm-hmm. up. No, no, you weren't there the whole time. Pulls him back down and pushes him back up again. Jeez, did I get scammed? <laughs> No, no, I, I just appeared. Safi called me here. Okay, yeah, these they're supposed to help me see, you know, invisible and displacement. Do you want to test something. them? Yes, yes, heavens, yes. I spent a lot of money on these. I'd really like to know they work before we leave. I cast greater teleport to teleport outside of the bar. <laughs> and then I cast greater teleport to teleport back in could you see me no just the puff that you left behind <laughs> as you teleported i'm just playing she... and i cast invisibility on myself she's like that was not funny we're all having a good time it's there's tons of libations that went around at the bar beforehand but i've cast invisibility on myself so now can you see me i can she pulls the goggles up and down a couple of times okay all right we're good that that was the last thing where's Sophie at uh, the street of taverns. Yeah, there's a little bit of a Maybe. slur in that whole sending. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> He's been looking for acolytes. He said that it's time. We're ready. Huh? Are you ready to go find him? Yeah. She grabs her handy haversack and her grace blade. Lead us to lead me to the street. 
Volantre and Hadassah step outside the door. They're headed to the street of taverns where they know Safi is waiting on them to plan their next adventure. And this is where we will pick up next week. It's going to be a good one. (laughs) (laughs) It is. I can't wait. I know today was a whole lot of bookkeeping and upkeep and talking about things as we go, but it's actually, I'm not going to lie, a little nice to decompress after the shit. You know, after months and months of fighting, you want RP sessions where you just like, yeah, let's get some stuff done. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So join us next week for the Rocks and Rune Lords podcast where we kick off book six wow. in full six. force. I can't wait. <laughs>